you should take how much ever time it takes <laughs> and be sure get you know audits done you know double check triple check before pushing a smart contract out because once it's out there there's no changing it right welcome to startup gym a show about the hard work coaches and community that go into building a company our startup gym is science inc an incubator and venture studio in los angeles california This episode features a conversation with Kartik Mandeville, founder and CEO of Springroll. Springroll is a decentralized professional network for attestations powered by blockchain. I'm glad we had a chance to record this while Kartik was in town from India. We fired up the microphones to have a quick chat about his company and blockchain in general. Let's get into it. Kartik, thanks so much for joining us and, and talking to us about Springroll. We'd love to here, just first off, in your own words, what sure. what is Springroll? Got it. So Springroll is a decentralized professional network, right? And we're building like a protocol for attestations. So like your professional profile consists of skills, education, experience, and everything is going to be on the blockchain. Every time you say you you know graduated from Carnegie Mellon, that degree, the verification, the attestation is on the blockchain. say you get an endorsement for java or like marketing that endorsement attestation is on the blockchain so basically it's a professional profile on the blockchain you know pre-verified reusable verification how did you how did you come up with this like how, how did this sure. start where when did spring roll become a thing and and i think a separate question underneath that is when did you realize that blockchain was an appropriate application for that this was an appropriate app, application for blockchain so We started Springroll in 2014, and before then, uh, before that, I was I built an exchange which was buy bitcoins with US dollars, mm-hmm. and that was in 2013. This was when Bitcoin was not at all sexy. This was I had gone to a conference in Vegas, and I was like, yeah, Bitcoin is the next big thing. Let's try to do something. So we had built an exchange where you could buy bitcoins with US dollars, and then uh, what was that like? had yeah what what went into building an exchange i'm sure you i'm sure you didn't naturally know what went into that like what did you learn through that process yeah it was crazy i think um, like is we built it and then we got so much volume like we got a ddos attack from somewhere and um, somewhere in china and it was like shut down for like a day or two you're just not expecting like you know it's just insane volume this was when bitcoin was going from $100 to $1000 right it was just overnight right and it was just like a lot of technical work like it was my first time building like you know something as complex as an exchange mm-hmm. and it was just bitcoins now those i'm not sure if ethereum was even back uh, it was even started then but is yeah so that was uh, the exchange and then i started springroll in 2014 and this was as soon as i graduated from carnegie mellon and the goal was to always build a better at linkedin we wanted to be Now we wanted to figure out how do we match jobs with a candidate profile. That was the first step. Like, you know, given a resume, given a job description, how do we figure out does you know is this person the right fit for this job? You know, there are there is software for driverless cars, things like that. But you know, till date, like the recruiting interviewing process is still very broken. Like you get hundreds of candidates, and how you have to interview or you have to go through each one's resume, figure out who is a good fit, who is not, right? So that was the first step, and you know we did that in 2014. 
did a bunch of things around it got a lot of learnings we built proprietary tech around resume parsing so give us a you know resume whatever format like you know every single format in this world and we can you know structure it we can give you a structured output which goes into a professional profile same thing uh, around the matching technology and then i guess in 2017 is that is when we started this blockchain thing and we were like we have you know this awesome piece of technology you know there is linkedin but there is not a source of professional profile which is you know fully verified right now people can write whatever they want you know on linkedin facebook angelist github you know all of these uh, social networking professional websites but here like you know with the blockchain technology you can kind of have pre-verified data so if someone says they are an account manager at google like you can kind of have that verified make sure you know all of the everything every single thing written in your professional profile is verified so that was the goal and that is when we started using and we figured out like blockchain is the perfect technology like i had prior experience in blockchain like just bitcoin but like you now bitcoin is based on the blockchain so and we like you know figured out blockchain is the perfect technology for this and that's when we started adopting it and you know building towards it great so what you're saying is with spring roll I won't be able to just say I'm a crypto genius on my profile. There'll be a little bit more verification behind that claim. Exactly. Yeah. So you you can say that, but then you need the network or you know someone to kind of endorse and attest to it, right? Like you know, right now you can just say you are the CEO of Science, and you know you can say that on LinkedIn. Who's going to stop you? Like the only way to verify is call up Science and say, oh, is does Lars work at Science, right? And that's so broken. Like imagine in 2018, like we. know we have what do you call space shuttles to the mars and moon and you know like there's still no way to verify what yeah is written online sure that's a that's a really interesting point it's yeah. almost like there's we have so many new technologies that are be, being used to create so many definitively new and innovative things yeah but they haven't really definitively been able to stake what's true and what's not true so exactly it's an interesting application for sure of technology and i guess that leads into my next question which is You see a lot of blockchain projects out sure. there. You know, you're right in the middle of it. You're building one yourself, you and your team, and I'm sure you see a lot of what people are building kind of out in public and what people are putting out into the world. Mm-hmm. How do you evaluate because as we just said, it does yeah. make sense for reputation and identity and verifying those things to be on blockchain. How do you personally as you see these projects? Yeah. How do you evaluate whether something should or should not include blockchain? Like are there I'm sure there are things that sure. maybe are taking a blockchain approach that don't need to. Correct. In your mind, what what is a good approach? Sure. Yeah, as you, you know, as you have said like there is basically everyone just trying to do an ICO and jump on the blockchain, you know, bandwagon and then saying, you know, we are decentralized things like that. I think the, the true way to verify so blockchain kind of so the core concept of blockchain is to, you know, eliminate the need for trust, right? So blockchain ensures that trust is built in. Like there's no double spending. That is why Bitcoin on blockchain or any cryptocurrency on blockchain makes sense. Like you don't need a centralized bank to say, you know, Karthik has hundred dollars to spend. Right. This is kind of verified by the technology. So where wherever there is a need for trust, you know, wherever the current industry centralized or whatever decentralized method has potential for fraud, which can be. you know land registration you know degrees on the blockchain can be piracy things like that so that that is where blockchain can actually come in and solve that now it could be supply chain as well but 
wherever there is a need for trust without you know and the trust is kind of implicit it's not the act the people acting in that need not be trustworthy but the technology itself ensures that everyone is you know everyone does what they are supposed to do so obviously there's you, yeah. you mentioned it earlier there's a corollary to linkedin for example with spring roll where yeah. you're verifying your own professional career or your identity and you're verifying the someone who some, that someone is who they say they are mm-hmm. there's the corollary to linkedin is there anything else out there any current digital services that exist that you think would make sense also to apply blockchain to so there's definitely a lot of uh, traditional industries which are kind of adopting uh, you know blockchain one of them is land registration and that makes a lot of sense right and it the second one could be counterfeit products right like movies and like even any you know anything which has potential to copyright and stuff like that so that but in terms of digital we'll have to think yeah i guess like credit and identity mm-hmm. all of those things are definitely should be on the blockchain like where i'm you know putting like civic is a good example like i'm uploading my passport to a service that needs to be verified by someone else and the you know the third party verification authority has just said that karthik is the owner of this passport like my passport is just owned by me it's not in a centralized database so it's more secure it's kind of protected by the blockchain right mm-hmm. so for that kind of things i think blockchain makes a lot of sense great yeah i think that's i think you're spot on there i think that that's a good overview of how these technologies are useful one element to kind of the blockchain world these days is at the access layer we have now what are called tokens yeah and so as you think through building spring roll i know that you're building a spring roll token is that something that we can share that sure you'll yeah. have a spring roll token yeah can you speak a little to how the token economy works how will people use their mm-hmm. spring roll tokens sure yeah so there's a spring roll token you know it's known as spring and the use every single action or every single action in the platform is kind of through the token so you know you endorse me on marketing that costs you a token it's almost like you know right now you can say you know you should hire karthik for this job and like you're staking your reputation and saying you know karthik i trust karthik and he sh- he will be good for this job so instead of you know instead of that you kind of saying it is going to cost you one spring roll token whatever that amount is right so uh, when you are endorsing someone there is a token cost and that is basically dependent on your reputation and my reputation right and uh, when um, you know same thing on attestation you kind of get your <clears throat> sorry you get your professional profile verified so all of every single thing you've written in your you know professional profile is through a token and then when there are rewards like say tomorrow you get a job at google and the 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 recruiting bounty is say $50,000 right and whatever that fees is you know that fees is paid in tokens to everyone who's endorsed you everyone has kind of helped you get there and also distributed to the developer who built the ecosystem interesting so it incentivizes really everyone in the process exactly so right now so say you send an email on linkedin you know it generally costs you $10 right if you just buy emails and the $10 is all gone to linkedin right this is one entity getting all the money right whereas the you know the linkedin's product is is basically here right the your, the users are the product for linkedin because that's your data and all of that so here what happens is 
you get seven dollars two dollars goes to your network people who have helped you you know people have endorsed you people have verified you things like that and then then that's how you know the revenue is kind of distributed great and, and the that's token all in is yeah. it's an erc20 token correct could you explain a little bit about building on ethereum and having an erc20 token what for, i guess first of all sure. for those who don't know who are listening what sure. is an erc20 token and yeah. as you continue to build what are some of the benefits that you found to building on Ethereum and, and just what it, what does it entail? Sure. So ERC20 is nothing but like a standard for building a token on uh, Ethereum. Um, and it's, it's just a smart contract. It's, you know, dictates how many tokens you will have. Like, you know, are, are you minting tokens or is it one-time minting? And what is the token supply? Uh, as in, what is the token symbol? How do you transfer all of those things, right? You know, token is nothing but, you know, it's just a piece of code. It's just a piece of smart contract sitting on the Ethereum blockchain. Right. It's not a, not a physical coin that I could put exactly. in my, my wallet in my pocket. It's Correct. Yeah. And, and you know, the first, uh, I guess the first smart contract was Ethereum itself, right? And that's the base currency. Every single transaction on the Ethereum blockchain is, you know, there's a gas cost, which is paid in ETH. So, and why Ethereum is, um, you know, the... Right now, Ethereum is one of the most popular, famous blockchains. It has constant, you know, developer support. And that means, you know, the, you can see there are commits to their GitHub every single day, which it has a very strong developer ecosystem. All the new issues, you know, all the new features, EIP 721, 725, all of them are super you know, interesting. And it's actually one of the few blockchains which is working towards eliminating you know, all the you know, potential flaws, increasing the transactions per second, increasing the amount of features on it, things like that. So it's just one and it's the most popular platform for an ERC20 token. Great. I think that's a great analysis. And it's actually interesting also to just consider yeah. and take a step back and think that Ethereum itself is a blockchain project. Yeah. You know, we, we're kind of in this moment right now in this ecosystem where we're building on top of things that are being built. Correct. And yeah. it's all kind of this moving ecosystem and it's all a moving target. And it's just so fascinating to watch yeah. everything that's being created and innovated in this space. I'm curious to know, aside from Spring Roll, sure. of course, uh, what are some of your favorite projects being built in blockchain? What are you excited about for the future? Yeah. And what, what do you see that's being built right now that it's really going to move the needle and, and you know, make the, the world blockchain. a better place in okay. blockchain? Yeah. So I'm super excited about, you know, land registration on the blockchain mm -hmm. because I think that generally makes a lot of sense and and it's, you know, especially in, you know, Asian countries where right now it's all on a piece of paper and that can be on the blockchain where it's all verified. If you want to change something, you, you know, you can, like technically you will have to bribe a lot of people, you know, you have to bribe a lot of officers to go change one land record. You know, right now it's just one officer who's sitting in one office and there's one document, but now it's decentralized, it's distributed across a bunch of offices and it's very hard to, you know, change something there. So very hard to forge. So that's, I think that's one real use case of the blockchain. Who's, who's working on that? Is there a team that's working on that these days? Sure. I think there are a bunch of teams. There's one in Estonia. There's a couple of them in India. And I think there have been like, it, there's one state in India where there is um, a project, there's a pilot project already. Oh. And so there's a lot of nice stuff on land registrations. Sure. And speaking of India, yeah. you're you're based over there. You're based in India. Correct. Right now we're recording this in Science's office in Los Angeles. Yeah. You've been here for the week. It's been great to have you. 
I am so fascinated by the fact that blockchain seems to make the world a much smaller place. And the fact that things are all decentralized, is, is that an accurate kind of assessment that blockchain is kind of adding to a global economy and a global kind of business yeah. interest? Sure, yeah. Like I, This is the first time you know, a person sitting out of one small village in India is able to invest in a company in San Francisco. Right? Mm. Like that has never been the case. Right? This is the first time in this world where it is possible for a person in India you know, kind of invest or be part of a community which, you know, say that company is maybe based out of Santa Monica, right? That's it's just crazy, like, to imagine that. Like, you know, internet was, internet opened the doors for everyone, but, you know, crypto, blockchain or, has allowed people to participate in companies, be a part of it from the beginning. You know, we can see in Springville, like, we have people from Russia and, um, you know, South Korea and, like, everywhere around the world, Africa. So it's just crazy. Awesome. Yeah, speaking of science, you've been you've been working with science for a while. Can you tell us a little bit more about your history uh, with science and, and how that relationship has been? Sure. So I started working with Mike Jones in twenty, I think early twenty twelve. Right, this was when I was in India. This was before coming to the U.S. And I think Mike reached out to me um, through a mutual friend, and I just started freelancing for him. And I was like. You know, I'm CEO of MySpace, starting a new company. You know, why not, right? So uh, you just you just reached out. Yeah, that's awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. So you know, I started working with him. This was like in the early days of Dollar Shift Club, Doc Veke, all of them. And uh, I worked with him for a bunch of months. Then came to the US to study at Carnegie Mellon. Did my masters. My spring break, my winter break, everything was in Santa Monica. It was nice because Pittsburgh is, as you know, it's just. <laughs> It's crazy. Like it's after 6 p.m. and you know winter, it's just impossible to go out. It's like snow everywhere. Santa Monica was it's perfect. Like I you know spent all my holidays here. Thanksgiving, all of that was here. Yeah, it's it, nice being able to walk on the beach during your lunch break. I know here. exactly. One block away from the ocean. So uh, this was you know I spent a lot of time in science and then um, went back to school. Quit. Uh, Kind of quit science, started Spring Roll, science investor in Spring Roll, and then since then, like, spent two years in Santa Monica, where I was living in Santa Monica, in this office, you know, working in this office every single day, and then decided to move back to India. Wow. So you've you've kind of been all over the place, and you've seen a lot. You, over the years, I'm sure you've participated in a lot. And I know here at Science, it's so helpful having you and just your knowledge set. You seem to just know so much about so much, and... I'm curious, specifically in blockchain, sure. as someone who kind of has to take a high-level view of things, as you see the team that you are building, working mm -hmm. on building what they are working on, what are some of the hardest concepts to master in blockchain? What are Specifically for developing for blockchain, what are some of the more difficult things that your team encounters? Yeah, I think the most difficult thing, most difficult thing is the smart contract on Ethereum, right? This is the first time, you know, when you're like as a technology person, the it is the first time when you put a piece of code out there, like you cannot change it, right? There's no changes. Like, you know, everyone in the startup world is like, you know, let's push things out. You know, if it breaks, we'll fix it, right? You know, Mark Zuckerberg said <laughs> yeah. it, like, if you push, if you're not, uh, if you are happy with your first, you know, um, whatever production push, you are too late, right? Things like that. Right. Like the right. fail fast. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
and this is the first break time things. yeah fail fast break things like this is the first time in this world where you should take how much ever time it takes <laughs> and be sure get you know audits done you know double check triple check before pushing a smart contract out because once it's out there there's no changing it right there are you know new things are being built to kind of version it but it is basically out there yeah no pressure yeah exactly <laughs> so that is very hard for you know for a technology person who's you know I've been in startups all my life so it's always been okay let's just push it out we can fix it later right now it's you want to take your time sure who are some people who you think do that well other than you know the awesome people on your own team yeah. as you see people who are out there in this industry who are maybe the thought leaders or the leaders in building these technologies who are some people that you admire sure i think the team at airswap um you know they are super smart like really like them i have a bunch of friends there they have done like i you know love their blog posts and medium they have a nice engineering blog where they talk about what is their process how do they do it and all of the things they're building a distributed exchange which is a very complicated thing and they talk about like you know the entire process how, how do they deploy how do they test stuff like that so you know i really love that team then uh, the entire consensus group you know which is basically one of the founders of ethereum like they've done so many open source projects and you can kind of you know go there download the code check it out and you learn a lot just by looking how what is the thought process you know what what went to it what are the different steps so i guess the two teams uh, you know airswap and consensus what are some misconceptions that you see out there about blockchain i'm sure you talk about what yeah. you do to people on a daily basis and oftentimes it could be people who know nothing about blockchain which is fine Correct. they're you yeah. know this is kind of bleeding edge tech and there are a lot of people who might be confused or not sure. understand or not know what it is that you're building so if you were to mm-hmm. explain to someone maybe for the first time or maybe they've heard of blockchain but they don't really know about it what are some of the misconceptions that you end up talking about a lot to the people you talk to sure i think the first thing is when i say blockchain people just think it's bitcoin right <laughs> and it's a big problem like you know i say we're building on the blockchain like what are you doing with bitcoins right and it just doesn't make any sense right so i think that's the like people don't understand like bitcoin you know there's a it's built on a blockchain and two different things blockchain is the technology bitcoin is a cryptocurrency right and the other thing is like a lot of people think like blockchain can be used for whatever right it's just can be used for every single traditional centralized database industry which is not the case like blockchain you know it's decentralized a lot of the things which are coming out there can actually be built on an aws server or a microsoft server right you don't need a fully decentralized you know server which has say you know like all around the world like you can just do it in aws i guess two you know main things like yeah cool So what's next for Springroll? What should we look out for? Where can people go to learn more? Sure. And yeah, just what's coming next? Yeah, so we just released our first product last week and uh, you can just go on the website and you can kind of reserve your vanity URL. You can say springroll.com/lazkartik whatever you interact with the smart contract directly. So we were one of the first, you know, few companies which has released a an application which is fully decentralized like you can interact with the smart contract without the website and so it's decentralized in true nature and so that's the first thing and then we're going to add skills and endorsements very soon great exciting looking forward to seeing that
So what's one final word of advice that you would give to people who are listening to this as we sign off? What is what is one last thing that you would add? Sure. So I'll say the best thing you can do right now is to, you know, build on the blockchain. If you are not a technology person, you know, just understand the basics, work towards building a real company on the blockchain, not worry about the prices, should not be buying. No, if you want to buy, it's okay, but should not be looking at the prices every day. Like it's addictive and it's tempting, but you know we should believe in the future. It's the future as the decentralized blockchain world. Well said. T- completely agree. Kartik, thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you for having me. And that's it. Done. Thanks again to Kartik Mandeville for chatting with us. It's always great to see smart people actually building things on blockchain, as he even mentioned towards the end there. He's a wealth of knowledge, and again, super glad we were able to record this while he was at the office. I feel like every time I talk to Kartik, I learn something new about blockchain. If you learned something about blockchain, we'd love it if you'd share this episode and leave a rating on this podcast. My name's Laz, at LazAlberto on Twitter, if you have any feedback. Thanks for listening.